Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. And we are excited to continue our conversation on the roots of addiction. Um, today we'll be talking about a whole new area on that. But first we want to just welcome back our Executive Director of Counseling Services. We've gotten really good at saying that over time. Brooke Keels, she is back with us today. Hi, Brooke. Hey, guys. <laughs> so far, <laughs> this month we have been discussing addiction as a whole, as well as the ways that the addiction can manifest through other areas, um, such in addition to substances such as drugs and alcohol. Some of these other areas can include work, mm-hmm. food, shopping, social media, sex, all sorts of different mm-hmm. things and ways that addiction can manifest, um, really just to meet needs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we've really been talking a lot about is how every addiction at the end of the day is rooted in meeting some sort of need that is ultimately a healthy right. need. It's not that the need is wrong in and of itself, but sometimes the the need can be so great and the and instead of turning to like the ultimate source of where mm-hmm. those needs are met, we will turn towards these things that we're going to be talking about. And so, you know, whether that need is for control or comfort or value or for connection with other people, I mean, they they can the roots can be or the needs can be great. There can right. be so many, but we're going to discuss really today the need to have control, mm-hmm. which even in and of itself is is not a bad need. That's right. Um, there is a place for having healthy control, but how sometimes that need can manifest itself through an addiction to specifically what we're going to talk about today is it can lead to an addiction to self-harm mm-hmm. um, or to eating disorders. So that's kind of where we're headed today. Yeah. And those are two areas that we see a lot in our residential program. Mm-hmm. I can think of just countless young ladies that I've counseled over the years and that are in our program currently um, that are overcoming these areas and they definitely can become an addiction, you know? Mm-hmm. So as addictions do, as we've already said, they really do serve meeting that healthy need. And so I think as we continue on in the series, we'll be talking this through September and even in October, is understanding that all of the things that we're talking about are really the branches on the tree, Yeah. but understanding that ultimately there is a need that we are trying to meet. And so we also also often see, I would add, even in our residential homes, we see a lot of girls who struggle with a both and, that mm-hmm. they don't just come in with an eating disorder. Sometimes they struggle with both because as we'll talk through, an addiction really does continue to grow and grow and grow we're not meeting it with healthy things, it's going to continue to manifest and we need to continue to meet that need with mm-hmm. more and more and more and more. So an eating disorder sooner or later doesn't cut it. Now I suddenly have to start harming myself or picking up other means of addiction to meet that need. Right, right. So I think the important thing, as we always like to do before we jump into discussions, is that we want to make sure we're all on the same page and not assume that everybody's defining these things the exact right. same. So actually, Brooke, it'd be great if you could just kind of help us walk through a working definition of both self-harm and um, eating disorders. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You guys know I love my definition. (laughs) (laughs) Self-harm. So self-harm is the direct and deliberate choice to harm one's body in an attempt to alter a mood or state. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm hurting myself for the purpose to feel differently, Mm -hmm. right, than the way I feel. So usually this is going to be enough harm that it creates tissue damage. Um, It's usually done in private mm-hmm. and usually it's a hidden thing yeah now we've seen culturally where it's become more accepted so it may not be as hidden but um over usually when this is happening you want to be kind of by yourself mm-hmm. doing this if harm you know when you're harming yourself so it can be cyclical in nature kind of depends on the triggers it depends on the emotional state of the person 
Um, it is definitely a destructive coping mechanism. Right. Obviously, anytime I want to physically hurt myself, that's not a healthy sure. place to be. Um, but for the most, for the person struggling, though, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm hurting. I know that if I make just this little cut, right, that I can feel better immediately, mm-hmm. right? So it's like we talked about, they're trying to alleviate a hurt, a feeling, or what, you know, whatever it is. And, I mean, it can be anything from cutting, burning, uh, pulling hair. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to give people a bunch of ideas, but, right. I mean, even just, like, rubber bands. Like, I mean, just all kinds of mm-hmm. things, you know, that people can get very creative mm-hmm. when they are hurting to no longer hurt. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so that's, that's one piece of it. And then for an eating disorder, so this is an unhealthy, controlling relationship with food. Mm-hmm. It's um, usually accompanied with an int- intense fear of like weight gain, you know, poor self-esteem. They don't see themselves as a beautiful thing, yeah. if that makes sense. So this can involve restriction in the amount of food eaten. It can be the avoidance of food. It can be avoidance of all kinds of food. Usually it's food containing excessive calories, right? The carbs, all the things that we know are not great, high amounts of fat grams, um, or counteracting food that is consumed with lack or purging behaviors. Uh, usually individuals struggling with eating disorders, um, it kind of goes undetected for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest with you, if somebody's in uh, the throes of full-blown eating disorder, mm-hmm. these um, are some of the, and this is not an unkind thing, okay, but some of the strongest, most manipulative right. people mm-hmm. you will ever meet because their entire life is respectfully starving themselves right right Mm -hmm. and so which is an awesome thing when they find healing that's right because they are so strong Mm -hmm. um so anyway so i just kind of wanted to to add that piece and then of course it can also be the overconsumption of food right right there's kind of different levels of what that can be um we can you know talk about that piece later Mm -hmm. so anyway so those are our definitions for for our context. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, as we continue on this conversation, we're probably going to say this 68 million times, but I think there's an importance in reiteration. And that is that every time we're dealing with an addiction, there's always a healthy need that's Mm -hmm. trying to be met. And so as an example, today, we're really talking about meeting the need for control, that all of us have a need to have healthy control in our lives. And so if you grow up in a home where that's not positioned for you well, that you don't have a lot of control, healthy control, Perhaps there's abuse, there's different neglect, whatever it may be. An example of how an eating disorder would play into that is these individuals, often young ladies, but also young men, will pick up the need to control as a way of saying, okay, you, I can't control any area of my life, but I can control what I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. And so what it then begins to do is becomes a means of meeting that need for control, but it becomes an addiction over time. Mm-hmm. And so it really is continually understanding that as we are people and as we're talking this through, that we want to make sure that we're talking through the root of it and right. that we're not just focusing on the behavior, whether right. that's something that you're struggling with, whether you know someone that's struggling with these behaviors, do not, please do not get focused on just just the behavior because you will only get so far that really just becomes a behavior modification thing, not a healing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, well, too, that's where people find just really deep levels of frustration and mm-hmm. defeat because yeah. you keep trying to control a behavior and you're not healing what that's is right. com- compelling that behavior. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, if you've, if you've done that and a lot of people, you even mentioned us, you know, we have 
oftentimes they come hand in hand, maybe eating mm-hmm. disorder and self-harm. Right. But also what you see a whole lot is that you deal with one issue and then yep. another one pops up. That's right. So I've never dealt with self-harm at all. At the sudden, I've dealt with my eating disorder mm-hmm. and now I'm compelled to self-harm. So what that tells us is that we've got some more work to do and we've got a lot of things to heal down That's there. Right. You know, you'll see this a lot. One of the probably the highest correlations is for people who get like gastric bypass mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then they usually, not usually, often will become um, addicted to other substances, mm-hmm. right? right? Opiates, different, you know, meds you took during that time so you just kind of replace mm-hmm. behaviors and so that is not what can happen is if you focus on that you get really discouraged when the ideal is no no no. you just got some stuff that needs to be That's healed right. let's go deal with that yeah. it's not fun but it's definitely way better than living living in defeat every single day yeah, so it's true. the only you know? way to actual freedom mm-hmm. like right. that's what we're talking about right which and is what you want right right i mean that's what the whole thing is i do this to feel better mm-hmm. well let's live feeling better you know mm-hmm. every day kind of thing mm-hmm. so. totally i mean it, and just in its most simplistic way to explain it is just that tree analogy that we always mm-hmm. use i mean as long as the roots of a tree are unhealthy that's right what grows on that tree is always going to be unhealthy that's like it's impossible for an unhealthy rooted tree (laughs) to grow healthy things like it's not and so I mean I just think it just goes back to that picture and you know I mean you were just talking kind of about examples of how that need for control because I mean really that's what we're focused on in this Mm -hmm. podcast we're not really focused on talking about eating disorders and Mm self-harm we're talking about the need for control that's right and how that can often lead someone to an addiction to one of these things, mm-hmm. but it can lead them to an addiction to a lot of things. A whole lot um, of things. But, you know, you were talking about the eating disorders, but then self-harm, you know, is often also another way of seeking control for someone who feels out of control. Mm-hmm. Typically, emotionally, I'm looking at two counselors right now going like, y'all just come on in. Whenever I'm like speaking from a place of what I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys are working on this and working with people who are struggling with, with these kinds of things all the time. Um, but, you know, both of those behaviors, self-harm and purging, those things can really create, um, you know, just like a rise in endorphins, kind of That's that right. high. Mm-hmm. And so even the high can become addictive in and of itself. And yeah. so it just kind of keeps growing and keeps, you know, just getting a little bit more and more twisted over time. Um, and so it can really, it can really display itself in, in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And so if we are really kind of trying to discuss the roots of these different addictions that we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks, when you're talking about this need for control and what we are saying is that it's a healthy need right. for control, um, what would you guys say are some of those additional roots um, to those behaviors that, you know, really at the end of the day are meeting a need for control. Well, right. So I really like that you said that. And I want to go ahead and, and do um, the counselor caveat here. Go for it, do girl. It. Can we, let's <laughs> copyright that. That was really good. Counselor um, caveat. <laughs> is, here's the deal. If, you know, the root issue of needing control and wanting control, that will show up in, mm-hmm. as a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're talking about eating disorders and self-harm as the severe end of that. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say if that's something you are struggling with or you've Notice, well, I kind of dealt with one behavior and now I'm seeing this in another way. You need to go to counseling. Right. Okay. And and with a counselor that knows 
what they're talking about okay Mm -hmm. not just you know so you know my thing is that you can really like your counselor but it doesn't mean you're doing any work that's right right. so you just really need to evaluate that have i been going to them for three years and i'm kind of still dealing with the same thing or heck even six months right Mm -hmm. and so if you're not don't have a counselor who's regularly regularly checking in with you about progress and actually doing this you know love them and go to someone else and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like most people know intuitively like are we getting at the root of what's going on here or are we just kind of always talking about how to modify my behavior and how to cope cope with my thing Mm -hmm. like i feel like most people know like yeah yeah, we're just kind of talking about the surface stuff and people will feel bad People mm-hmm. will feel bad. You know, I've been going to my counselor for this long and we kind of have a connection. Mm-hmm. And look, that's really great that you yeah. like them. But if it doesn't help you heal, mm-hmm. then that's not what you pay them for. Yeah. Like right? it needs to be challenging. It sure. shouldn't just be. I mean, you should get angry a, at your counselor yes. every once in a while, guys. And as a counselor, I, tell you. <laughs> I love it when people look forward to coming to sessions. But I also want to know when they walk out of that session, they're carrying a lot out with them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what well, I mean? and it's the counselor's responsibility to do that. So if you're yeah. counseling, Counselor is not holding in these holding these check ins, and you could talk to them about it. They may mm-hmm. feel like you're in a good place, and maybe you haven't really shared that. So That's have right. that conversation and be like, you know what, I'm actually not that good. Yeah, and so you and know. Then these are the goals we really need to start getting right. after. And can you help me do that? Right, right. Mm-hmm. So all your counselors will write me really kind thank you notes <laughs> later. Um, all right, so let's talk about this other stuff now that we've got that out of the way. So a part of the belief system too is going to be, you know, it, basically it's just lies that we believe about ourselves mm-hmm. as a whole. And so, you know, one of the things is going to be the only way that I can have control is through food or mm-hmm. through harming mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Like, this seems like the only option, yeah. right? right? And for whatever reason, however that started, and it could just be a lot of times, I think, and Jen, you can tell me if you agree, these moments of, I, I did this, mm-hmm. I self-harmed or I purged or whatever, and that relief was such a great relief to mm-hmm. everything that I've been dealing with, the hurt in my life, you know, the abuse, whatever it was. And that is such a strong connection right. emotionally, physically, all of the things that, right? Mm-hmm. And so it is a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So just like wherever else you think about your place where you, you know what, that's what I use to yeah. have control, you know, it feels really good, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a, a big part of it. But I would also add, if I can jump in on yeah. that, I think then what happens is there is that release, you feel better but then quickly shame comes in right afterwards hmm. and then the right. cycle starts. Do you know what I mean? Right. Where that, that, that relief yeah. is what mm-hmm. becomes yes. addictive. That moment. What we go yeah. after. Yeah. Because that's over what our entire again. life is to feel good yep. in some way. Totally. Right? Okay. And then we start to feel yucky and then yeah. we go, oh gosh, what can I do to feel better again? Oh, wait, and around, around and around and yeah. around we go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's yay. Cyclical behaviors. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, another thing is I don't know how to control myself in a healthy way. So I have to do this through restricting, purging, Mm -hmm. you know, um, harming what, you know, I don't feel like there's anything else I can do again, back to this is my only option. Um, I'm not worthy of love or good things. So I have to control or punish Mm -hmm. myself. So this one is really hard and it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. I am not worthy to be a healthy person. I'm not worthy Mm -hmm. to have you know to to not feel better unless I harm mm-hmm. myself right most people who struggle with self-harm um, are, are really aware that this is not good for yeah, them that's sure. right 
right? So there's also the shame in that, that this is all, like when you're aware that this is the only way I know how to feel better, that can, and that this is not healthy, right? that's just really, really hurtful. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. Also, if I'm out of control or unsafe, I have to remain in control in whatever way I can. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we'll see, again, like, so one behavior may diminish, but all of a sudden the next one comes up. And, you know, residential treatment, you'll see this across the board, not just here, but we start really digging in and deal, dealing with some stuff. And all of a sudden, all these behaviors yeah. come out, right? Mm-hmm. Or people get close to the end of their time in a program. And again, this is not just mercy. This is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're like, you know, they'll just kind of act, act a fool, as I like to say. And you're <laughs> like, where did that come from? And it's just that fear of like, how am I going to now live mm-hmm. not in this setting, right? And so that's, again, our job to prepare them for that, which mercy does a phenomenal job of doing. And so mm-hmm. anyway, and that's kind of what when you hear about aftercare and programs and all that, that's why that became a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Was because people were like, I'm good here. Yeah. But then I have to leave. So you have to prep for other settings. Yeah. So anyway. How do I do this in real mm-hmm. life? So yep. the second you feel out of control, you know, okay, I can I can get back in control. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, we kind of touched on this too. So I'm just going to mention this again. But obviously the need for the higher the release continues to grow. Um, and it has to be met with more and more of the behavior. So that's where the addiction actually sets in. Right. right? So we have a need for control. So some people will deal with their control and maybe it's not in the most unhealthy of ways. Mm-hmm. But when, when your body becomes addicted to this thing, this self-soothing thing, you, right, goes from a want to a need. Mm-hmm. Your brain, your body needs that. They need needs the serotonin, right. it needs the dopamine, it needs, you know, everything we have to function well in a healthy way. It needs that and when you provide it in a very unhealthy way, mm-hmm. it will go, okay, so if that's the only way you're going to give it to me, let's do this. That's mm-hmm. right. I mean, that's really how, you know, your brain kind of works. It's it's pretty it's an amazing thing, but it's also very basic in nature. It knows what it needs to survive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think too just as we continue these conversations, there's a real power and just normalizing this. That yeah. Because as we talked about the shame and the guilt and all the things that come in in the action or the choice, whether it's self-harm, whether it's an eating disorder, whether it's a variety of other things that we'll talk through, you know, there's just something to be said about going, you know what, it makes sense that I'm struggling with this. But in that making sense, I now have a choice whether or not I'm going to do something about it or whether I'm going to let this continue to cycle in my life. And I just think there's such a power and a beauty in going, man, this really does stink. Mm -hmm. And I don't love my life the way that it is. It makes sense that I feel this way, but we've talked about this for many, many times. There's a difference between an excuse and an explanation. Right. I can choose to allow what makes sense to be an excuse to continue these behaviors. Sure. Or it can be a very good explanation that, you know what, I grew up in a home where I didn't have a lot of control. And yeah. so I picked up all this other stuff, but I'm an adult now and I can make some decisions to live a better mm-hmm. life. And, and how do I begin to do that? As, as people who help others, because I think there's probably a lot of people listening who are like, okay, well, I don't specifically struggle with this, but man, do I know some people who that's right. Are. And I mean, I think it's just so important that we go back to what you mentioned earlier about that shame piece, yeah. because it can just be so heavy on on many people who struggle with these issues that I think that's so good what you said about to be able to normalize it to him and to be able to say, you know, like, man. Mm-hmm. It's not weird that yes. this is a struggle for you based on your story. That's right. If I'd walked through that story, I'd probably so be struggling with the exact same thing. It makes sense. But guess what? Yes. Like, and so for it to not be like, no, you're messed up. Mm-hmm. You're really messed up. No, actually, you're very normal yep. that you're struggling with this based totally. on what you've walked through. You know? And there is such a power in saying, you know what, as the person who's helping you or praying with you, if I had lived the life that you've mm-hmm. lived, I would probably be doing the same thing. Right. There's, there's a real... Yeah 
freedom that comes even from saying that or even hearing that of like, oh my gosh, because the enemy, if we want to talk about the spiritual component of all this as well, wants to keep us stuck and tied up in addiction. And so of course he creates this cyclical nature that I've messed up. Now I feel bad. Now I don't know any other way to feel better. And so it just keeps going around and around and the shame and the guilt and the condemnation continues to be heaped on Mm -hmm. and we get deeper and deeper and deeper in these addictions and in these lies to the point that we become hopeless and don't believe there's a way to get out. Right. All the while, there's all of these biblical tools and these ways and these things that we can begin to put to work that will free us up as we put those things into place. And so let's chat through a couple of those practical steps as we get ready to wrap up today. As we've already said, there's such an importance of just acknowledging the fact that we all have a need for control, that it's healthy, um, and that as we begin to really position ourselves to overcome that's where we need to continue to come back to. Like, this is a healthy need. I get it. But how can I begin to meet that healthy need in different ways? Mm -hmm. Now, as Brooke already said, the need for control and the addiction that comes in on that is on a spectrum. And so a lot of these that we're going to be talking about may help with self-harm and eating disorders, but it's also important to recognize that this is for all of us. We all have a need to have that control in our lives. And so everything from setting a schedule, prayerfully making some healthy decisions for yourself that you've been avoiding. I think that's a huge one. We can really get into this place of like, I'm just going to pretend it's not there. And if I pretend it's not there, perhaps it will go away. We're smart enough to know that's not going to happen, but I think we all do it. We had a, (laughs) my husband and I had a joke the other day. He was like, you know, they never wrote a self-help book called Delusion Works. Yeah. And I was like, they haven't. They haven't written that book (laughs) right on top of that. So I love it. You know, but that's the thing. It doesn't, it Mm -hmm. doesn't work. And, And that's okay. Like the, you know, but that's the other place that the enemy comes in that if you face this, that's right. Right. It will be, and we talk about this a lot. You may feel like you're going to die, but mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah. You know, the fear, the fear that the enemy wants you to have is that there is so this true. great life mm-hmm. that is for you, no matter what you're dealing with. And you can get there and it can't, you know, you mm. don't have to struggle with this. That's right. Forever. Mm-hmm. You don't. Freedom is possible. It yep. is. It is. It's, now it's hard and it's scary. Yep. But it's going to actually let you live. That's so true. Another thing to kind of keep in mind is the importance of boundaries. Um, knowing when to say no to some things, when to say yes to some things, especially when there's that need for control. There's just sometimes we can get into the yes to everything or no to everything and just really coming to a place of balance and setting some really healthy boundaries around your time, around your relationships, around your food, whether or not it's as simple as going, wow, every time that I struggle with self-harm, it's 11 o'clock at night when I'm lonely and by myself. Okay, well, maybe you need to start to set some healthy boundaries around those times and acknowledging the patterns and the way that you see this stuff play out. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, it's not rocket science. It really is just a matter of going, okay, when I look at the patterns of my life, when do these things come in and what can I start to put into place that will help me not continue to operate from that place? Um, Seeking out accountability, counseling, like we've said, so, so important. And really acknowledging if your counseling is not helping right now, maybe it's some time to prayerfully look into something different. Mm -hmm. And I think I always love to add this to be intentional and have fun. Connect with people. Mm-hmm. Expand your base of friends and community. Easy, easier said than done often when you may be feeling down or depressed or hopeless. But it's the, sometimes the best thing you can do is to go out and do something that you love mm-hmm. that will take some work on the front end. It's not going to be something you're super stoked about, but you will never regret it on the back end when For you sure. step out and really create some of that. And I mean... I- as is always going to be the case with probably just about everything that we discuss ever mm-hmm. here. 
the importance just go ahead and of write renewing it down, guys. the mind. Just do it every time. Yeah. Week after week, yep. we'll always go always. back to the importance of renewing the mind That's and right. just how, to quote our friend Joyce, the battlefield is in the mind. I mean, it really, it That's truly right. is. That's that's so much where the enemy gets in. And we know that scripture says he's a liar above all things. He's yeah. a deceiver. That's the first thing he ever did to it's get native language. God's kids. Right. And mm-hmm. so just the importance of recognizing that's always going to be where his primary place of attack is in our thoughts, is in yeah. our minds. Um, and so understanding how to renew our minds. I'm not going to get into that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you go to our... Um, our website on the, right. under resources I think it's under our free freedom tools mm-hmm. there's an entire five day devotional that we have up there for free that's based on yeah. re- the key of renewing the mind um, and so that's always going to be an important piece is recognizing those lies that you've kind of gotten sucked into mm-hmm. and learning how to very very practically renew your mind to the truth of the word and what God says yep. and how that plays out in, in these issues well and you know we, we talk about both and a lot here guys and mm-hmm. you know that is such a therapy term but it's really important yeah. because what this is is you know we've talked about practical steps and then you know Melanie's talking about you know the spiritual steps too so here's the deal you can do the practical to yes. help with the behaviors while you are working on healing the roots through That's accountability right. through counseling you guys have heard me say this before if you know someone that will be accountable for you for one week while you find someone else mm-hmm. go to that person right. it does not have to be the life changing mentor immediately so mm-hmm. a lot of it is just taking that step um, but the renewing the mind part is just huge mm-hmm. like that's where it is the battlefield is and mm-hmm. so you know feel free to start there mm-hmm. that's just such a really good place so to start huge. and that's when you find that you're going to replace that need for that unhealthy high mm-hmm. with healthier options right you're going to start it's going to be maybe time with friends like mm-hmm. you've probably potentially started to isolate yourself I know that's you know a lot of us will tend to do that when we're in a hurt place right isolation if you know exercise is a healthy thing for you then that's you know you get such your brain heals so much during exercise guys Mm -hmm. it's such a huge part of like addiction treatment yeah Um, it really does a lot of good work and so if that's an area that you're like you know what that really would give to me you know push into Mm -hmm. that it's more than just being you know physically fit it's really I mean it really will do a lot of good healing work on the brain and then you know what spend time in praise just praise the Lord for the things of the day. Mm-hmm. Like spend time in communion with Him, meditation with Him, and do that. And that's just such a huge piece of again renewing the mind. Mm-hmm. And He's going to reveal to you those areas that you know what. Call this person. Do this. Go play mm-hmm. some basketball today. You know whatever um, that's going to be. And so anyway, I just kind of mm-hmm. want to leave you know my part on that note. Totally. So. No, that's I'm I'm glad to wrap it up on that because I mean there's really at the end of the day He knows it all. Mm-hmm. He knows every ounce of every root every painful thing that's ever happened. He knows everything that is needed to help you come into a place of health and wholeness and freedom. And so that can never be left out of these conversations. It's just the importance of connecting with him on a personal and the things that he will bring to light because he wants you free more than probably you even want to be free. And so he will be so faithful um, to do that. And so, man, this was a lot. I know. This was a lot. We could probably keep going. Um, but man, we're, we're going to be jumping into some more of these different topics um, in the weeks to come. And we really have enjoyed being able to hear from some people who mm-hmm. have emailed in to, um, to our Mercy Talk email, which is Jen. Mercy Talk at MercyMultiplied.com. I didn't want to mess it up. So I was just <laughs> and I'm throwing glad it that to I you. Remembered Good it. job. Well done. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because we actually had a woman who 
emailed in mm-hmm. requesting a specific topic, which we love. Yes. We're so grateful when we can get some ideas from people like, here's some things that we're struggling with or that we're seeing and that we yeah. need help with. But the cool thing about that email is that we were like, guess what? In like three weeks, we're, we're going to totally be talking about talking that very about that. thing. And um, so we love to hear from you guys and would love to just know, even if you just have thoughts and feedback or questions, mm-hmm. man, be in communication with us. We just look at each other with microphones in front of our faces all the time and yes. we don't get to actually see <laughs> or hear from the people we're talking to. So we'd love to hear from you. And again, just rem- um, a reminder that we're going to be hitting more of these topics in the in the weeks to come. That's basically what we're going to be covering all of this next month as well in October. So mm-hmm. um, we hope that you will join us then. Mm-hmm.